Welcome to the Gridiron Goodies Podcast. I am your host, as always, Stephen Scott. On today's episode, I will preview all of the remaining games on the Week 14 slate, we'll discuss the betting strategy for this weekend, then head on down to my best bets, and I'll wrap up with a little fantasy football advice, all coming up on this week's full preview. As we enter the home stretch for this season, we are faced with yet again another top-heavy set of games this week. I could only find a handful of games to stick in our watchable games list. The rest are going to be relegated into our speed round. As usual, we'll hit our watchable games first. Starting off with the 6-6 Seattle Seahawks visiting the 9-3 San Francisco 49ers at home. There's been a lot of buzz lately around Brock Purdy being the MVP of the league this year, and as a result, his odds are rising in Vegas. While I would enjoy seeing him receive this accolade, I don't even think he's the MVP of his team. That designation has to go to Trent Williams. While he was out and most everyone else was healthy, including McCaffrey for a game, this team took a bit of a nosedive. Since his return, this team is riding a four-game winning streak and both CMC and Debo Samuel have had massive success running to his side. Their running game is the key to this offense as it opens up all of the crazy stuff they end up doing in the passing game. And as long as Trent can stay in the lineup, I don't see this trend being snapped anytime soon. Seattle is a scrappy team, and they are fighting for a wildcard slot, but I think this Niners team has just too many weapons for an already struggling defense to handle. Coupled with the struggles Pete Carroll has against divisional opponents, there's too many cards stacked against them for me to pick them to win. I think the Niners continue to roll and win big here. Next up, we have the 6-6 Buffalo Bills, at the 8-4 Kansas City Chiefs at home. Kansas City is coming off of a rather embarrassing loss to a Packers team that they should have beaten. I can't imagine Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes coming out and laying another stinker against this Buffalo team that needs to be put out of their misery. The Bills are struggling to say the least. The old version of Josh Allen looks like it's here to stay for the remainder of the season at least. Paired up with all of the drama in the media surrounding past and current comments from Sean McDermott and the allegations against Von Miller, this team seems to be heading for disaster. I sense more Diggs and Allen drama after this game. We may be watching the window closing for yet another Bills squad. What a bad year for New York sports fans. I can see your pain, and I feel for you. Lastly, as I could only find three games that I wanted to watch live, I went with the obligatory 10-2 Philadelphia Eagles at the 9-3 Dallas Cowboys in a fight for the right to party atop the division and possibly the conference depending on how things shape out for the Niners in their game. This game should be one of the more entertaining games on the slate. Dak Prescott and C.D. Lamb lead an extremely effective passing game against an Eagles team who struggles on the back end. However, as I seem to point out in every Cowboys game, the right side of that line struggles with Terrence Steele. Hassan Reddick and this pass rushing unit might not let Dak have enough time to connect with Lamb. Their rushing game with Tony Pollard has been hot and cold lately, and I could see more of a chilly day for him here, especially if the Eagles come out firing and run the score up early, which is a very likely possibility. I don't know how to feel about this Dallas team. They blow bad teams out of the water, but really struggle against contender type teams. It's also hard to trust this Eagles team, after what the Niners did to them last week, but they have shown this year that they can compete with contenders. 
but on the other hand, they lost to the Jets. This really is a coin flip game, but ultimately, I think the rushing attack of the Eagles gets back on track and they take the win. Moving on to my speed round, first up, we have the Texans at the Jets. The Texans need this win if they want to stay in the playoff race. I expect Nico Collins and Noah Brown to both have a massively productive day, and I expect Zach Wilson to not. Texans win on the road. Up next, we have the Rams at the Ravens. I actually like this Rams offense over the Ravens offense, but I do not like them over the Ravens defense. Ravens want that bye week in the playoffs and take the win here. Moving on, we have the Panthers at the Saints. Derek Carr is held together by glue and duct tape at this point. If he manages to get the start here, he'll most likely leave early again, and Jameis Winston will be charged with yet another comeback attempt. Yet again, he'll fall short here, as the Panthers will rely heavily on the rushing attack and hopefully take the ball out of Bryce Young's hands. Panthers stack another win on the road. Next up, we have the Colts at the Bengals. Both of these teams need this win, not only for their team, but to force a loss on a team competing for the same spot in the playoffs. Jake Browning's recent success has been a really cool surprise for this Bengals team, and I'd really like to see this continue. If the Bengals can manage to go up a couple scores, I could see them forcing this game out of the hands of the running game and into the hands of Minshew, which are always unpredictable. I think the Bengals take this one at home. Up next, we have the Buccaneers at the Falcons. I've decided that the Bucs are my favorite team out of this division. I find it really easy to cheer for Baker Mayfield on this team, and I find it very difficult to cheer for anything about this Falcons team. Please do not let Atlanta into the playoffs. Rashad White and Mike Evans should continue to dominate, and the Bucs take this one on the road. Moving on, we have the Jaguars at the Browns. Trevor Lawrence is questionable for this game, but I honestly hope they just sit him. I want to see this team in the playoffs, and any further injuries to their star quarterback will for sure hinder these chances. The Browns haven't named their starter either, but I honestly want to see Joe Flacco get another shot. I thought he played well against the Rams last week, but I guess Cleveland has other plans. Either way, I think the Jags stick to the ground game, and ETN has a monster day. Jags win on the road. Next up, we have the Lions at the Bears. The Bears have been playing a lot better recently with the return of Justin Fields. DJ Moore is a legitimate threat once again. If the Lions aren't careful, they could definitely hand over a win to their rivals. However, I trust Dan Campbell and Ben Johnson more than I do Chicago's brain trust. Lions win on the road in a tight one. Up next, we have the Vikings at the Raiders. Justin Jefferson is playing with Josh Jobs for the first time and should be exciting at the very least. Max Crosby could potentially miss this game because his knee is the size of the moon. Either way, I think Minnesota will get back on track and take the win here on the road. Moving on, we have the Broncos at the Chargers. You may wonder why I relegated my own team to the speed round. Well, it's because they suck and I need a break from them. However, this game is most likely going to be very entertaining, as most games between these two are. We're bound to see a ton of turnovers and wacky nonsense. Ultimately, both teams will try to outcharger each other, and my team will come out on top. The Broncos win on the road and painfully maintain relevance in the playoff race. Next up, we have the Packers at the Giants 
in a weird Monday night doubleheader for some reason. I cannot stand watching the Giants play right now. However, the young core of this Packers offense is pretty intriguing. I think the Packers take this one in a blowout. Lastly, we have the Titans at the Dolphins competing for eyeballs against the other Monday night game. Dolphins have a decent track record of annihilating bad teams this year, of which the Titans are. I have no reason to think this won't continue here. Tyreek Hill should have another monster day and continue his bid for MVP. And that'll do it for my speed round for this episode. Let's go ahead and take a quick break right here. Welcome back. Before I get into my best bets for this weekend, let's go ahead and discuss this week's betting strategy first. I wanted to do something a little different this week, and instead of looking at the best offenses, let's look at the worst defenses and see if we can pick out any mismatches this way. Let's go with the worst rushing defenses first. The Colts are terrible against the run. I really like Joe Mixon here, especially with a backup quarterback. The Bucks have a pretty bad run-stopping unit, but like I've said in the past, it's super hard to differentiate between which running back from the Falcons is featured in this scheme, so I'm going to stay away from any Bijan bets here. The Panthers' defense is next. Alvin Kamara has a very favorable matchup here. Actually, so does Taysom Hill for that matter. Kansas City's defense is next, but they play the Bills, who outside of Josh Allen, can never really seem to find their running game. Maybe we can use Allen's rushing yards, but I don't know, I'll probably just stay away from this one. The Texans would be next, and Brees Hall of the Jets is a great running back, but I just feel like this Jets team will be playing from behind yet again, and have to axe their running game like usual. My Broncos defense would be next, and this would be a great spot for Austin Eckler to get back on track, but both of these teams are so damn unpredictable that it's probably best just to stay away from this one as well. The Giants defense would be next, but they play on Monday, so they can kick rocks for now. To round out the top 10 worst run defenses, we have the Bengals. Zach Moss should have a great matchup here. That leaves us with Joe Mixon, Alvin Kamara, Taysom Hill, Zach Moss, and potentially Austin Eckler and Josh Allen. Next, let's check out the worst pass defenses and see what we can pick out there. That would be the Bengals, the Broncos, the Rams, the Titans, the Bucks, the Eagles, and the Lions. I like Michael Pittman against the Bengals, Keenan Allen against the Broncos, Zay Flowers against the Rams, Tyreek Hill against the Titans, but again, that's on Monday night, CeeDee Lamb against the Eagles, and then DJ Moore against the Lions. This should give us plenty to work with here. Now, I'm going to see if I can find decent odds for any of these guys and use all of this to form my following best bets. For my straight five bets, I went with the following. First, I went with DJ Moore to score. Next, I went with Alvin Kamara to score. From the same game, I also went with Taysom Hill to score. Next, I went with Michael Pittman to score. And then lastly, I went with Zay Flowers to score. For my parlay bets, I decided to roll off of our success from last week and do two three-leg parlays. For my first three-leg parlay, I went with the following. The first leg is Zach Moss to score. The second leg is Keenan Allen to score. And lastly, the third leg is Joe Mixon to score. For my second three-leg parlay, 
It consists of the following legs. The first leg is Justin Jefferson over six receptions. The second leg is DJ Moore over 60 yards receiving. Lastly, the third leg is a big one with CD Lamb over 100 yards. Last week, I nailed a five-leg parlay. Let's see if we can continue that success here. Moving on to a little fantasy football advice, here are my sleeper picks I like for this weekend. If you're looking for a quarterback, both Jordan Love and Jake Browning are viable options. If you need help at running back, Zach Moss and Chuba Hubbard should be solid here. Lastly, if you're looking for wide receiver help, you could pick up Noah Brown and Dontavian Wicks. Overall, this weekend has a lot of intriguing matchups with playoff implications, and after all it's said and done, we should have a much clearer picture of which teams are actual playoff contenders, which teams want to play spoilers, and which teams want to just pack it in and try again next year. Alright, that'll do it for today's episode. I will return as usual on Tuesday for the recap. I hope you all have a great rest of your day, and I'll see you next time.